0: Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Yud Dalet. Today's Shir is Le'ilu Nishmas nishmas, Esther Pesach Bas Yitzchak Halevi and Yoshua Yitzchak Ben Shoruvan Halevi May the Neshamas have an aliyah and may their memory be a blessing. That's also for Eli K. K, um, Eliyahu David Ben Avram Chaim May his Neshama have an aliyah and may Hashem uh, take uh, vengeance for him. Um, okay, so we were on the bottom, of, towards the bottom of Yud Gimel base thirteen B. Remember, we were discussing yesterday. We asked a question. We said, "Where in where in the Amidah do you mention um, the Tefillah Anenu?" Remember, on a fast day, we insert that special Tefillah Anenu. Where do we mention it? And we're going to get a little bit sidetracked, and we come back to that. But the the discussion is trying to work out that is um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. He said, um, we had Rav uh, Rav Yehuda told his son that if it's an individual davens, he, he davens it so it was a, between Ka'el L'Rafur, in the normal place, and then they challenged this because how could an individual daven in his own Amida, and therefore we brought, the son Rav said, rather he should say it in Shameha Tzfilah. Now the problem is, we brought a bracer which said that an individual or a both daven. Um, the, the difference between an individual and the community is that an individual davens that regular von Esra, 18 brahas and the tzibur davens 19 brachas. So he said, what are we referring to when we say an individual and the community? So maybe you would say that we mean literally an individual and the community refers to the shliat tzibur. He says that doesn't fit because the community should daven 24 brachas. As we'll see later on, there was a special... Six additional brachas added in for these fast days. So he says, no, you have to understand. So therefore, they want to understand it as as follows. A yachid who's davening an individual fast davens it in Shomer Tfilah. He, he would say the 18 brachas. And if he accepts it as a Tanist Siburah, he accepts upon himself a high-level fast, he davens 19 brachas. And therefore, we say, um, and we wanted to say, yes, Unlike these last few opinions, an individual can add in an additional bracha to the Amidah. So the Gemara says on that, that's, I think that's where we're up to, it's the third last thin line. So if you go to the bottom of the page, the third last thin line says, Look, not necessarily. zibur." It's actually referring to the Shliat Arba. And you said, when the Bryce said that the Shliat Tzibur daven's 19 I, ah, he's the one who adds in a special brocha. An individual should never make major changes to his amida. Just before we go further, I want to make a, uh, just uh, that. Obviously, this is referring to adding in brochas or leaving out brokhas or major changes. But obviously, a person should daven his personal tefillahs. You add in a rafu'enu, you know someone who is very close to you who is sick, so in rafu'enu you add in that paragraph, davening for his refer specifically, um, going through financial difficulties, in baraycholeinu, add in a tefillah for that. You uh, you know, in each bracha you can add in the personal relevance, I always remind my students it's exam time, I talk Das. add in when you're davening for wisdom, for a little bit of help in your exams or that you understand the work correctly. I mean, obviously, we, the bracha is primarily about the wisdom of Torah and deep ideas, but again, make the tefillah personal, add in your personal tefillahs, but you're not allowed to do major adjustments, like add in a whole new bracha, or, or take out some of a bracha. But you do, you can adjust it, but no major adjustments. So we want to say here that it can't be that the individual is the one changing it and adding in a new bracha. It must be only on a communal level that they're adding the new bracha. Um, and that's why we say, Lord, it can't be that the individual is adjusting the Amida. It, says, it is referring to the Shliat Zibur. So when the price has said that he davens 19 brachas, it's not referring to an individual who accepts a high-level fast, it's referring to the Shliat Zibur. And the Shliat Zibur accepts the fourth... And but then we had a problem because we said no. But the Shlea Tzibur on these fast days is davening twenty four brachas, not nineteen. He's not adding in one brokh he's adding in five brachas. So the Gemara answers no. Es- oh, the Tz- es- Arba masli. and This that you asked, but doesn't the Shlea Tzibur say twenty four, not nineteen? So he says, but Gimel Tanius us We're referring to the first three fasts. The laker Eshiv Arba, whether in or not twenty four fasts. I remember. We've, we we've touched on this there was three fasts three fasts and then seven fasts so we're discussing the first three where there weren't these special six brachas added in of oh, the law you're telling me they didn't add it in for ha katani the missioner says ein bain there is no difference there's no difference between the first three and the second three it says ein bain katani ein bain gimul motarim it says the only difference, Ain Bain, the only difference between them is on the first three you're allowed to do malacha, and on the second three you are not allowed to do malacha. implying that regarding the twenty four Brahas of the they equal. I say so at the at the moment what we're assuming that by the fact that you say the twenty four Brahs in the second set of fasts, you say the twenty four Brahas in the first set of fast because we say there's no difference except Malacha. Says Tanya Vishaya. No, the Brisa left out from its list. I had said It's basically saying these are some of the differences. So Gamora says, sh- my Shaya to Oh, you want to tell me it's leaving items off its list? You have to show me at least something else that's making it an inconclusive list. I, again, this is a common thing you'll see throughout the Gamora stylistically. It says, if the Tana is giving me a list of items, it's not going to leave off one item from the list. It will include that list. So if you want to show me that it's an incomplete list, you have to show me at least two items that he left off the list. You know, and then he was just giving us examples. But if he's giving us a list, he's not going to leave one item. So he says, says, Mashaad, hashad." Okay. So show me what else he left off that list. You want to tell me that he left off um, the difference between the 24 brachas, show me something else that left off this. And for two and further, I have a, a problem with your explanation. He says, well, oh, bain katani. The Mishnah teaches, Ein bain. there is no difference between them. Uh, Elo, except. Uh, that's, a, that's a very strong language that this is the only difference. So must, so you can't tell me that, so where are we holding at the moment, that it must be just as you say, the 24 brachas in the second set of fasts, in the second three, you say the twenty four brachas in the first three, because in vain there's no difference between them except the melacha. Do you work on them? it says no bi kamari kamari no, the tan is not discussing how to daven The, disc- the tan is just discussing what is I what you're allowed to do and what you 're not allowed to do it's not discussing the positive things we do, like daven and you know those aspects. The eboy's aim alternative, you can say the MCOS Namilo in the middle brachas he also doesn't say 24, in the middle set of fasts he also doesn't say the 24 brachas of Namida. Now we'll come back to that, but what's the first answer? The first answer is fairly straightforward, but as we'll see it's, it's saying that this list that the Brysik gave was not referring to a list of what you do like Tvila, it's just things like what you don't do. I do do malacha. Ah, that's the only difference is malacha, But you, both, you fast on both of them. You don't uh, wear shoes on both of them, etc. The only difference is malacha. Um The second answer is that, wait, you've assumed from here that we say the 24, special amidah of 24 brachas on the second set of fast days. And the difficulty was, but we don't on the first. We're now suggesting that actually, even on the second set of fast days, you don't say 24 brachas you don 't say that special fast down middle of twenty four brachas. and now the Gomorrah is going to question that the Gomorrah is going to question that. oh so you 've said we do we really not say the twenty four bro of the of the second set and we 're going to kind of we 're going to go into the similar discussion, but trying to prove other way, do we say the twenty four bra of the second set, but keep in the back of your mind the Gomorrah 's starting point is that you don 't say the twenty four brohas in the um, in the second set it says you're telling me we don't say those 24 brachas in the second set it says it says the only difference we learned in up the only difference between the second three and the last seven fasts Again, remember they were in sets of three, three, and seven. So the, the three and the seven. On these ones, we, and we will see what that is on the stuff. Cry out to blow shofars. And we lock the shops. But with all other halachas, they are the exact same. Oh, maybe you will suggest that... Maybe here you'll say again, "Oh no, he left off the list. He was giving an incomplete list." It says and bain katani, but you're going to challenge that and say, "But he says ain bain. There's no difference except which sounds like it's a comprehensive list." He says ain bain davka. You, it's it's illogical to say that in this price of the ain bain is specific. I uh, granted the price has said there's no difference between the second three and the last seven except for. Um, what was it? Except for uh, sorry, um, for blowing shofar and closing the shops, for matzri and blowing the shops. It says that can't be because v'hoshayer Teva He definitely left off bringing the ark into the public square. One of the things that they used to do on a on these severe public farce or for calamities, they would take the ark into the public square and daven there. So on the seventh. S- the set of the last seven they would do that on the second three they wouldn't so clearly it's an incomplete list it says oh he Mishum Tayva Love says no that's not a good if you want to tell me the your proof that it's an incomplete list i guess now we have the 24 Brocha amida and the teva he says you can't uh, you can't bring Teva as the reason that it's an incomplete list. He says, oh, It's only discussing the things done in private, what they were doing sure. what was done outside in the public square. Look, it's not teaching. So maybe it is a complete list. He says, no, We can actually deduce this from its Mishnah as its teachers. Our Mishnah taught... Um, what additional stringencies are, the the, the only additional stringencies of the, se- la- s- uh, of the last seven over the second three is that you mustrian and you lock the shops. But all other aspects, they're the same. Maybe you'll suggest that al of our Mishnah left off these. It says, just as these. I, uh, in, it's, a, it's a language of these are the only additional stringencies. So, when it says, oh, No, you can't learn that, even though it's a language of very specific, you can't take it as as specific. It left off the ark. It says, No. It says, No. Teva doesn't make it an incomplete list because Teva is already taught in the later Perik. Next Perik, we're going to discuss more about the Seder Hayom of the fast days. You know how they would daven, etc. But there it says, taking the taver into the town square is mentioned in the next Perik where it's discussing the third set, either last seven fasts. Um, and therefore, there is no need for Al-Tana Al-Mishnah to mention Teva. So okay. So, what are we saying here? We're saying that, no, it's discussing the seven fasts later, and it mentions that they take the Ark into the public square to Davin. The Teva into the public square to Davin. And if that's the case, Al-Tana didn't have to mention that you know, also in the third set, you take the Teva. It's mentioned later, so he's relying on that. Um, therefore, well, kind of what we want to be saying at the moment is that the only difference is the 24 fasts. On the third set, we wanted to suggest you say the 24 bro- sorry, the twenty-four brochas in the third set, but not in the second set. Well, that would be the only difference, which is a little bit difficult to say, that there's only one difference. Um, added to that is, by the fact that it teaches you... T- when it's discussing the seven fasts, it teaches you take the Teva into the public domain, into the rishus harabim. That's um, that implies that it's only in the last seven and not in the second three, because if that was the case, then you would. Why does it teach it by the last seven? It should teach it by the others. So again, by the fact that it teaches it only by the seven, it means that you don't do it earlier. So the Gemara Anz uses that. It says, Well, now that you've brought that example, The 24 is also not left out of the list because it's taught in the next parrach. Ah, you want to tell me differences between the second and the third set of fasts? Well, it doesn't make it a complete list. Because it's relying on part of the list that it basically finishes in the next parrot. And one of those items that it mentions in the seven fasts, you say twenty-four Brok midah. Oh well that's implying then that in the second three you don't say the twenty-four Brok midah. So we're back so now we actually have this has all turned out. We now have a very good proof. Again, remember the the What's the secondary question we were dealing with was do you say the 24 brachas in the 24 bracha amida in the second set of fasts? and we've just proven that no the Gemara mentions you say them in the third set of fasts mashma, I, implicit in that is that you don't say them in the second set otherwise we would have taught them in the second set so that, but now we go back to our original question My what's the halacha about saying anenu Remember, that's how the whole discussion was started, is when does an individual say aneinu? Does he add it in as its own bracha or does he say it in Shomei So, Omer Rav Shmuel barz satrutai v'chein omer barashi omer Rav b'in goel He says it between goel and I. he says it as an additional bracha barashi omer b'ashi says der Rabbi Yana, in the name of Braidrav Rav Yishmuel v'shomei He says it in Shomei HaTfilah v'hilchosah v'shomei and the halacha is that he says it in Shomei um, I've never davened, uh, I've never made my own fast but I know even on public fasts, which again remember our public fasts are really only semi-public fast um, I don't have all the stringencies of a public fast but we say the individuals even I mean firstly we only say it at Mincha we don't say it on the earlier tefillah and secondly when the individual saying it he says it in to Tefillah if I remember correctly and only adds it in in uh, and the it's the Shliat Sibur who says it as a bracha between Aneinu and Rafa'inu. Sorry, between Goel and Rafa'inu. Okay, let's go on to a new point. We're now going to discuss a different halacha. He says, Tana, regarding, do pregnant and nursing women fast these three sets? Again, remember, there's the first three, the second three, and the last seven, each one going up in stringency one They fast the first ones, but not the last ones. But and another Brizer teaches they fast the last ones, but not the first ones. But for And another one teaches is they fast neither the first ones nor the last ones. So this is, they're all contradictory. Some seem to say they do fast, some they don't. Some say the first, they do the first, they don't. Some say the last, you know, which, what's going on here? So, Omer Ravashi, Ravashi says, Take the middle bracer in your hand because that answers all the issues. What's the middle bracer? They fast the last ones. And not the first ones. But oh, how does that help us? Rashi explains because... Remember there's three sets of fasts. So if you say the first and the last, sometimes when we say the first, we're not referring to the first, we're referring to the middle ones, either ones before the last. And sometimes when we say the last, we're not referring to literally the last, we're referring to the ones after the first ones. So Rashi says... Um, so, the 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 middle bracer, misanos baachronos, ba misanos he said you fast the last ones but not the first ones. is saying that you fast in the middle three, but not the first three. And now let's if we take that we can translate it into the other two. So the first bracer was overos omenikos misanos berishshoinos ba misanos Baachronos, I they fast the middle three but not the last three. The other one Bryce taught they fast the last ones but not the first ones. I they fast the middle three but not the first three. So yeah, I I think I just went back and did the same line twice. Yeah, so, so the first Bracer is teaching that they fast the middle ones but not the last three, last seven. The next price is teaching that they fast the middle ones, but not the first three. And the last price is, that's literal, they don't fast the first three or the last seven. The One question we have to address, but don't they go up in severity? So we understand telling me that they don't fast the first three because those aren't so severe. But then we say they come and they fast the next three, that shouldn't you say that they definitely fast the last ones, the last seven? So Rashi explains, he says, no, can you imagine making a pregnant, it's one thing to make a pregnant woman or a nursing woman fast one day, but now you're going to make a fast every Monday, Thursday for a whole, for seven fasts, that's too much, that's too, that's too intense for them, so therefore they don't have to fast those. Okay. Then he says, He said, the second three, so was that the second three or the third three? Um, the third three are addition. The third, sorry, the third set, the last seven are stricter than the second set of three because you masri the and you lock like says. But my masriin, what does it mean? Masriin, um, masriin we know is the language. It's other means shofar blowing which we would which is a discussion whether it means literally shofar as in a tr- uh, the the horn or the trumpet because remember in Rosh Hashanah we seem to say that on fast days you only daven with trumpets so it's a bit of a discussion almodor is going to use the one opinion is going to say it means use shofars and the other opinion means masri means cry out in tefillah um, which is very interesting and it's a, a interesting point to bring out uh, um, To say it very, very concisely um, that there's a famous machlokes, we did mention it, I don't know if it was in the beginning of Tanis, or uh, we, um, we actually mentioned at the end of Rosh Hashanah and the beginning of Tanis, the famous machlokes, Rambam and Ramban, whether there's a Doraisa obligation to daven every day. Everyone is this that we daven three times a day, and this that we have the Seb Nusach, that's by the Anche Knesset like the But is there a Doraisa obligation to daven every day? The Rambam comes along and he says, Ula and the, and the Bryce the 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 explained what it means serve Hashem with your heart. mezu <inaudible> um tfila. It means davening. So there's a mitzvah. It says serve Hashem with your heart. There's a mitzvah to Daven every day. And then third um, so, so that's the Rambam's approach. The Ramban, Nachmanides comes along and he says, No. is a, is a general Obligation in service of Hashem to serve Hashem with all your heart when you are davening, putting on tefillin, learning. Uh, do it wholeheartedly. Serve Hashem with your full heart. Don't do it with ulterior motives, or don't do it uh, in a in a lax way. But when is the mitzvah d'oraisa to daven? So that's where we bring. When it's where it discusses in the Chumash Basriyan that we do this truer this this type of davening for a time of tzaras. The Ramban says that the specific obligation to Davan is um at a time of tsorus where people are going through difficulties, like for example there's no rain or other calamities, then there's a mitzvah door, right then there's a mitzvah to Davan. Um then there's a mitzvah door, right? so to Davan even according to the Ramban. Um, yeah, there's an interesting uh, rav, rav Soloveitchik I, I read recently. He has a way where he reconciles the two opinions of the Rambam and the Ramban. But uh, we'll have to leave that for another time. So what does so he says? Ma masriin? What does it mean? How do you masriin? How do you daven masriin? Says Rav Yehuda Amar be Shofres. Rav Yehuda says it means sounding trumpet uh, shofar And Rav Yehuda Braid Rav Shmuel b'Asilas Mishma'ida Rav Omar ba'Aneinu. He says no, by davening Aneinu, by saying special slichos says kos al kadat tamdo amar ba nenulo amar becheferz amar tamdo amar becheferz lo amar ba nenu sounds like they're mutually exclusive you either say the special slichos of anenu or you or you say it with shofars. mutually exclusive all the time but that's a bit difficult because ein posin misheva tanyos alatsibush behen yud khis has you don't um detract from the seven fasts of the communities where they blow 18 blasts where do we get eighteen blasts? Because remember, there's six special brachas. Remember, I mentioned there's a twenty-four bracha Amida that you say on these fasts. There's six special brachas, and at each of the six brachas, you add in kiytrua tokiya. So that's three. Three times six is eighteen. Interesting enough, I was thinking. According, I don't know if we do it like this. Maybe because that's Doris and this is drabbonet. But like we learned on Rosh Hashanah, we don't know is that kiytrua tokiya is it for shvorim or shvorim. Trua Taqiyah or Taqiyah Shvorim We don't know which one is the correct blast, so maybe you would have to, maybe strictly speaking, you only need 18, but then you'd have to multiply that by 3 to fit in with all three types of Truas. Is it a Trua? Is it a Shvorim? Or is it a Shvorim Trua? But okay, I wasn't sure about that. Um, I was just thinking. But that's where you get the 18 brachas. So he says, so, but the prize says you always blow these 18 brachas. Vasimon Yureh Yericho. And the way to remember this is Yericho. Yeriku have and when they I don't know exactly how that symbolizes, that reminds us of it. But Yericho, they use shofros, they davened with trumpets. Oh, So this seems to reject the opinion that says when it says that Mashrian in the last seven fasts, you Mashrian, it seems specifically to refer to blowing shofaros and not to saying the Slicha. So Gemara says no, elabor Hasra. Ki pligi ba'aneinu. Now, everyone agrees that when it says hasro, you sound shofars. You're definitely saying shofar. You're definitely blowing the shofar on these fasts. What are they arguing regarding? Mar sover kori le hasro, mar sover ba'aneinu. Mar sover le... Mar... Ki pligi ba'aneinu. Mar sover kori hasro, mar sover lo hasro. The one opinion says when it says hasro, it's also referring to anenu. And the other opinion says, when it says Hasro, it is not referring to Aneinu. The opinion that says, you say Hasro means you daven with Aneinu, he's saying you say Aneinu, and obviously you say, you blow Shofar. And the other opinion says, no, you blow Shofar, he's saying, but you don't say the Aneinu slichos, the special slichos. Of the of the any other punishments or calamities that come on the community you could go on, for example, boils, locusts, These are like flies, wasps, and mosquitoes. All these—they're bad. Uh, they're bad things. Not not. We're not discussing rain. This is later on in the meserta, if I remember correctly. Um, but what happens if the other calamities not rain? Vishluach Noshim Krovim, or heavenly sent snakes and scorpions. They would not Masriin, rather they would Sarkin. Now, by the fact that it's saying you tsaka, you cry out in prayer, it seems to be, it must be that elsewhere it says you don't do Hasra, that's what Shofaros. So it seems very clearly that Hasra is not saying tfillas with your mouth. Hasra is specifically to blowing shofar. So, no, tonight here it's actually Machloikas the Tanai we learned in a Mishnah. Al elu Masreen Beshabbos. The following you Masrin on Shabbas. Al Ir Sheheke for Gaius on Nahar. If you have a City that's being um sieged by troops, or a river is going to flood it. or a or a ship floundering in the sea, floundering in the sea. Those you blow shofar for on Shabbos. No, you can blow the shofar in a call for help, but not in a crying out to Hashem. Now b'may, how are you doing this? Eilei me Shofras, but Shabbos me Shari. It can't be saying that you sound the Shofar in your davening because you're not allowed to blow the Shofar on Shabbos, as we've learned. El but Anenu, it must be saying that you say Anenu, but Kori le Hasra, and it calls it Hasra. Shmaminah. so we see from here, it's a makhloikest tanoim. It's a makhloikest tanoim, whether Hasra can, obviously, Hasra we see generally refers to oh, Um. I I was initially going to say, we see that Hasra clearly refers to shafras, but it's not so clear that it refers to... um, um, But it refers to Anenu. And the question is, does it refer to Anenu? From this price, it actually seems we've revised it. No. There are two mutually exclusive opinions. One holds you say Hasra, and one holds you say Anenu. And sometimes it seems that you would say both. But... uh, yeah, I have to think about that a little bit more. But what do we see again? There's this machlokes hasra. Does it refer to the special type of tefillah that stems from blowing the shofar, or does it stem from? Um, so, or, or is it, or is it referring to the special slichos of anenu? B'shaini, the the years of Rebbe Huda there was this. Rashi says it was for some other reason. It wasn't for rain. He, he instituted 13 fasts and he wasn't answered. Remember the 13 fasts are the first three, the second three, and the seven. So he instituted those. of And the, they weren't answered. The, the troubles didn't go away. He wanted to make more gazeres institute more fasts. Rabbi Ami says no we don't Bother the tibur too much. I like once you fast the 13 fast and you still haven't been answered, you can't push more fast on the community. He says omar Rabbi Abba Rabbi Rabbi Ami Says Nah Rabbi Ami is just saying this for himself. Rashi explains very surprisingly. He says Rabbi Ami just trying to get out of fasting more. He doesn't want to fast, so that's why he told you no, you're not allowed to bother the community too much, but you can make more fast. Loishanu this is what Rabbi Bar Abba said in the name of, Oh, sorry. Let me go back a step. So, it's, according to Rashi, it sounds like Rabbi Ami almost selfish. He's like, you know what? I don't want to fast more. I'm going to tell the Rav who's going to, Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda who's going to institute the Bein Asiyah. Who was it? The Yehuda Asiyah. That he mustn't institute more because you're not allowed to bother the community, place too much hardship on the community. But it sounds like fairly selfish motives. Um, And he says, what is the halacha? Then we say, so, there's another opinion that says, no, what he was saying is, um, it wasn't for himself, it was based on his own learning. It wasn't a tradition he had, it was his own logic that he applied. That's what he was saying. But he said, and rather, and this is what they taught, this that we limited to 13 fasts is for rain but for other calamities you daven until you answer it from heavens and that actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it because why do they stop davening after 13 fasts because by that time you're late into the season if rain comes it's not a bracha anymore you need rain at a specific time if it comes at the wrong time it's a krala so that's why it's limited to 13 fasts and think about it. so Rosh Chodesh Kislev will take you into halfway to Kislev you know, it takes you far into the season. That's that's why we stop asking for rain. But other calamities, let's say they're being plagued by something, well, then you can continue decreeing fasts going on and on. Tanya Nami Hachi, Kishomru Sholosh, Kishomru Sheva, Loyomru Elelogashomim. This, that, they said, there are three fasts, and there's seven fasts, etc., specifically by rain. For other calamities, other troubles, you carry on davening, um, for then onwards. And Puranios, interestingly enough, are translated as calamities, but it comes from the words punishments. Because that's what we—that's how we're supposed to be viewing. When when bad things are happening to us, we're not supposed to say, oh, they're just calamities. Oh, it's just uh, inconvenience. Oh, they just look, look how unlucky we are. Look at all these bad natural events occurring to us. We're supposed to see it as punishment from shame and we're supposed to do chuvah and improve our ways. So that's, I, think, I think that's the language, Puranios. It should more be more more accurately translated as punishment, and I think that's a world view that we should have. Says Leimet Yavei Tufta deRabbi Yami. This seems to reject Rabbi So Amalech Rabbi Yami Tanai here. Rabbi would say no. So Machlokes Tanaim. Again, Rabbi Ami said you never fast more than thirteen, whereas this approach is only by range. You not fast more than thirteen fast. So Amalech Rabbi Yami. So he'll say it's a Machlokes Tanaim. The Tanyas we learned in the Brisa. Eino koish renyoise mi shalosh esrei Tanyas alatzibur lefisha eino matrichen esatzibur yoise mi mi Zivrei Rabbi. Rebbe says, you don't fast, more than 13 fasts. Shimon that's not the reason. The reason you don't fast anymore is because now it's past the time of the rain. So we see it's a as Rebbe and Rebbe Shimon Gamil, whether it's specifically for rain that you're limited to 13 fasts, and that would be because there's no further point in davening for rain as intensively after that stage, or is that you don't want to place too much tirchon on the tzibur, and then it would be any, any reason you're having these fasts, you wouldn't do more than 13. Okay, Sholchulay b'nei Ninvei l'Rebi. The people of Ninvei sent to Rebi. and ananta afilu bit tamuz mitra. According us, in our land, in our city, it seems a very localized area, and you'll see why I'm saying that shortly, but in our very localized area, al city who needs rain even in Tammuz, even in summer. Remember, in Eretz Israel, they need rain in the tkufa, um, the opposite Kuf in the, in the winter. But Tammuz is summer, and they needed rain even in summer. It says, Now, what should we do? Are we like individuals, or like we the community, like the majority, or like the many? Are we like individuals, and therefore we should say, it's in Shomeatfila. Oi um, Oikarabim Daminam. Yeah. Rashi Rashi says this is referring to the Saint Alumatolivracha. Others learn slightly differently, but Rashi says it refers to the saints. So should we say like individuals who need rain? We should dive in same Saint Alumatolha in Shomeatfila. Oi Oikarabim Daminam. or like or we or we like the community that and we should say it in so, so he said to them you're like individuals since it's your very localized area just your city you're like individuals and you only say it in Shomayat and the reason again is Shomayat means it's a personal prayer whereas um, if you said earlier it's a public, if you say it in uh, Borei Chalano, it's a public prayer where most places like Eretz Yisrael, etc. don't want rain at that time. So Macy, they, they challenge us. Mossai. Yudha says, when is this? When do we start? Um, when do we start fasting? specifically when the years are following their Seder, I, the nature is following its usual course. The Israel and Israel in the land. but nowadays Ha it depends on the year. You have to evaluate do we need rain yet or not? does that place need rain or not? So Manisa the So so what do we see? Rebbe actually holds or this Mishnah actually holds um Sorry, Rebbe Yehuda holds that you do go by each place when they need rain. When all the Jews are in Eretz Israel, then we follow the Seder and Eretz Israel, etc. But in other, when it's not like that, then each place demands as they need. Ha <laughs> It says, Rami, <laughs> Bring bringing a Mishnah to contradict Rebbe. Rebbe is a Tanah and he can argue on a Mishnah. Rebbe, that's Rebbe Yehuda HaNasi, Rabbeinu author, the compiler of the Mishnah, He's as authoritative as the any as Rebbeuud as any other Tanna, so he can argue. Says Nama Haviyot. So what's the halacha? Reb Nachman says in Shemayat Tfila, Reb Nachman says in Shemayat Tfila, and Reb Sheshes says in Shemayat Tfila, and the halacha is in Shemayat Tfila. So if your your locale, your specific area needs rain, but other areas would not, and you want to damon for rain, so you say Ve'saintalumator. In Shomay Interesting enough, this whole time tosos has learned to not as b'sein tanamotu, but anenu, which would make it a little bit more tricky. But that's it's a different way of learning. Okay, matinim v'chamishi kol Shabbos. We said in the second set of fasts. Sorry, on the Monday. This is the third set of fasts. On the Monday, they close the. Remember, they close the shops, and on the Monday they partially open them towards evening and on the thursday they leave they have them open the whole shabbos the whole the whole day because of covered shabbos now interesting rashi here is where he says why do they close the shops on these monday etc so that people don't see the food and it's and it's painful for them they only open them towards evening when um so that people can can do their shopping and have what they eat, what they want to eat. There now. Now, Iboilahu, Hey kolayom shabbos. Is it saying that on Monday you have it partially open towards evening, but and on Thursdays you have it partially open the whole day because of kovod shabbos? matin on the. Monday, you have it partially open. But on the Thursday, it's properly open the whole day. Again, we know that the shop's open and running the whole day on Thursday. But is it saying it's partially open the whole day? In contrast to Monday, which is only partially open towards evening? Or are we saying, Mim you open the shop's Properly, it says Tosh Madat Come and bring a proof from the following. It says explicitly you have it completely open the whole day because of Kavod Shabbos. However, if it was if the shop has two doors, then he opens the one and locks the other. It's the bar has a bench which he sells from. He sits in front of his shop and he sells from there in front of the entrance, he can open it normally, and he doesn't have to worry, because it's not as accessible to see inside the shop, so that would be fine to leave it open, but the main point we wanted to bring was, on the Thursday you have it completely open, the whole day, because of COVID Shabbos, we then said, if all the fasts, all 13 fasts pass, and Hashem still doesn't answer them, then you start, limiting your buildings and your planting and your business dealings, etc. This is Tana. A briser taught, explaining the above. Bavinia and shel simcha. simcha. When it says you're not allowed to build, that's building something that's a celebration or that's planting something that's a celebration. shel simcha. What's a binya shel simcha? Chatnos. This is someone who's building a, a, the groom's house for his son. I uh, he's uh, I don't know if it's a it's a wedding hall or if it means actually the house for his son, but either way he's building it for a celebration because his son's getting married. What's the shel simcha? shel This is someone who plants an avanki shel Malochim. Rashi gives two explanations. The one, one explanation he gives is they used to have a practice. Kings used to plant a tree when they were when the new son was born when that son was older, they would take that tree and build his throne out of it. So that was a very special um, planting. Um, another pshat, which I don't know if this is exactly what Rashi is saying, but if you're planting like trees to set up an orchard or a beautiful garden, not, obviously we're not discussing like planting food or something like that, but if you're planting it for recreational purposes, that's what we're talking about. That's for Simcha. But it comes out here, interesting. So you've got some maintenance to do on your home. It seems that would be permitted, if it's something that's more along the lines of a simcha. Um, that could be uh, that would be problematic in these scenarios. Then it says of shailah Shalom, you don't really greet people. And interesting stuff. We're familiar with this from Yom Kippur, but again, remember that's for Avelus. This is similar to Avelus, but this is cause rain hasn't come and we're to Hashem and we feel, as we can see, we feel uh, degraded and disgraced. From Hashem's rejection, it says and ain't Chachomim, um, knowledgeable people don't greet each other at all. If an unlearned person, greets you, then you can return the greeting, but return it softly and with a little bit of and uh, with the seriousness. Um, and again, the reason is you don't want to insult him, you don't want to be insensitive. But it's not a day that you happily greeting people. And they sit wrapped in their, covering their faces and sitting like mourners, and those in chayim like people who are degraded, disgraced before Hashem, until Hashem forgives them, and shows them mercy. Yeah, maybe we'll leave it here. It's an, it's a little piece of Agarita discussing um, an interesting thing. I just mentioned slightly because then it's Shabbat that. I'm um, saying Tachnun. Um, saying saying Tachnun. So we say Tachnun, resting on our arm. But there's actually a way of saying Tachnun where you bow properly, like on like uh, very similar to how we do it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but even more prostrating. And it's discussing oh, is that someone shouldn't do that unless they, especially a leader, unless they're confident that they will be answered because otherwise it brings disgrace on them that, oh, maybe they're not such a special leader or maybe that Hashem still doesn't answer but it brings about disgrace a Achille Hashem and therefore you don't do it unless you're confident that you're going to be answered. Okay, and then a few similar discussions to that. Um, we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good Shabbos. And then just while I remember... Um, I'm going to Cape Town next week for my cousin's wedding. So I won't be giving. I'm going on the Monday. I'll probably still give shear Tuesday morning. I'll be in Cape Town, but hopefully shouldn't have any issues with giving shear from Cape Town. Um, and then on the Wednesday, that's after the wedding, I've asked Mark to give shear. So, I'll, but hopefully most of the week she'll be there. And then Thursday I'll be back.